Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Apart from our ramblings, we were joined by an artist called Paul Melia, who was a decent footballer in his youth, yes, as you'll discover, and but he's now a very successful artist, isn't he? Massively successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, uh, old mate of Andy's, as you'll discover. Um, barefoot running, we discussed. Somebody has run the whole length of the country barefoot. And some weird things have happened to him on the way. He explained all the science behind it. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I think people will have a go at it, won't they? Well, they might. Are you going to have a go at it? I might. Yeah. No, you <laughs> won't, will you? Be honest. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer. So, but you might want to talk sport listener. So uh, here's all the information you need. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And we're going to talk in detail to Henry Winter about that game last night. Yeah. But uh, there was a lack of quality from both sides hmm. until McTominay's goal. And uh, I tweeted this thing. And the Argentine, Argentines have an expression for a goal like that. They call it a goal from another match. I thought, well, yeah, what a good expression that is. Really? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Is in other the... words, a goal that the match didn't deserve. It was much better than the quality that yeah, preceded yeah, yeah. it. Or, you know, it was also a goal that looked like it had a fairly hefty deflection and, and didn't at all. No. It did, really? but I didn't, couldn't see a deflection. It's kind of odd of it, wasn't it? Yeah, but I, I'd say neither. I, I know United beat Leicester, but I'd say neither of those two teams are better than Leicester at the moment. And it's hard to see them finishing above at the them, moment. But, well, look yeah. at the thing for Arsenal watching them is that they have got some very good young players coming through. Oh, and they have. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of Arsenal fans. You know, you kind of take the social media once the teams are out and. Uh, Emery out was uh, was trending yeah. half an hour before kickoff. A lot of Arsenal fans weren't happy with the lineup. They were expecting to see, uh, they're seeing David Luiz. A lot of them were saying he should go now oh, for God. that for that alone. But they've got no, Tierney I mean, back. Got Tierney's got come back. Still yeah, got he's, holding. He played he's the still other got day. Bellerin. He wasn't even on the bench. Tierney maybe no. had a reaction to playing last yeah. week. I don't know. It was good to see uh, Jimmy Nesbitt sitting next to Fergie, Sir Alex Ferguson. I think. What? I really was quite jealous. It must be brilliant to sit next to him and watching a United game. You get such an interesting take on it, especially as United are quite ordinary at the moment. I imagine yeah. he's not overly uh, complimentary, but there you go. I don't know. I imagine he keeps his counsel, doesn't he, to an extent? Mm. Uh, probably not with Jimmy Nesbitt, who he knows. But you've watched the game. I mean, I've done that a couple of times. When you watch games with pros, mm. um, you, they see something different a lot oh, of the yeah, time. They I see you telling a different me, way, yeah. Uh, with Cass, watching a game with Cass, and they just highlighting stuff now and again that you see. Oh, yeah, yeah. That we would never see as mere mortals. Yeah, no, brilliant. Really. He is brilliant. Mm. Now, uh, we should say it's your birthday today. Very happy Thank birthday very much. to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't never make the paper. I no, I know. I've out. checked yeah, it yeah. out. Yeah, you, I mean, there's a lot of famous people. Harry Hill. Yeah. Uh, the rugby player Phil de Gam- the Glanville, yeah. sorry. And uh, Theresa May, for example. Shares a birthday, yeah. birthday with you. Kind of Jimmy she, 
Carter, Dame Julie Andrews. Yep. So, you know, a lot of it. Keith Duffy, a lot of famous people. Sandy Gorn. It's I the think. ones we've lost, like Walter yeah. Matthau when I was a kid was oh, one right, I always yeah. saw. It was a bit of a favourite. But I, I would maintain uh, to the people who put these lists together, you mm. are more famous than Dame Scylla Snowball. <laughs> The group chairwoman and chief executive of the advertising agency Abbott Mead Vickers. I'd never heard of her. Andre Rieu, uh, violinist. Oh, I'm not as famous as Andre Rieu. Have you heard of Andre Rieu? Of course, I've heard of Andre Rieu. Of Andre Rieu? I've never heard of him. All the kids have never heard, heard of him. <laughs> you obviously don't. You, get, must, you must get up quite late on New Year's Day. <laughs> really, if you haven't heard of Andre Rieu, he's, he's all his life from Vienna every year. Is he? He's a kind of huge pop oh. conductor. No, I've never heard of him. Big in the big in the world. Oh, I think world. I know who you mean now. Big yeah. in the world. Quite long hair. Big yeah. in the Wars world. Good of you to be bringing up the rear. <laughs> yeah. Actually, <laughs> it's me. I brought up the rear. Yeah. Uh, Mary McFadden, fashion designer. Now, I, I know quite a lot about fashion, but... I'm you've never, never heard of her. Never heard of her. So I'd maintain you're more famous than Dame Scylla Snowball or Mary McFadden. Didn't make them, though, Andy. I you know. know. I just didn't make the final cut. What, what are you going to do? can you do? Brilliant letter to uh, the... I think it was to the sun. Yeah, it is. From George Marn. I don't know if you did this one yesterday. It was a, It's a bit rich of Spurs striker Harry Kane to criticise his team when he's offside all the time. What are you talking <laughs> about? Being captain means leading by example. Is there any player that does leads more leads by example than Harry Kane? Offside I don't know this, all the why time. Why would you publish that? Well, surely yeah. he'd come in and you'd go, well, that's ridiculous, and just yeah. put it straight in the bin. The king of offsides, of course. No one will ever touch him. Was our old mate Jermaine Defoe? It was, it was mm. fantastic. It was, uh, it, it was. I don't know if he still does it at Rangers <laughs> now. But maybe he plays that a little bit deeper. I don't know. But when you play on the shoulder, John, yes. that's the risk you take. Exactly. But I've not noticed that with and, Harry Kane. And of course, we'll be doing stuff on the World uh, Athletics Championships. Which is so, if you love athletics, the whole thing around it, what has happened this morning, the empty stage, it's a tragedy yeah. for the sport. It really isn't. I feel that Seb Coe really has got a lot to answer for. You know, these, this game, these games shouldn't be in Doha. The next ones are in Eugene, Oregon, which they shouldn't be there either. Yeah, home, of know, Nike. home of Nike. It's not right. And I don't, you know, I don't think he's serving, doing the sport any favours whatsoever, but we'll have a longer chat about that. But this letter fascinated me from Denno, who wrote to the story, he said, why are there so many ex-athletes on the BBC for the World Championships? What do you want, ex-rugby players? <laughs> Two for <laughs> each race. Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Two for each race. And why Yank Johnson? How much am I paying him with my license? Do you mean Yank Johnson, the double do, Olympic champion, eight times world champion, etc., etc.? What you've got to do is to stop going to the star letters <laughs> for your opinion forming. Yeah. That's not the first place you go to, is it? But Nobody sits there thinking, yeah, what's think, my take on Brexit? That, oh, no, I'll go to star letters. Don't you think people re that, that this reflects what people think? Though? I think the people well, don't what, think that. It, it, a kind of microcosm of star readers uh, oh, think. Oh, right. But I mean, and I think you write after letters anyway, so yeah. it could well be what you but think. there's another one as well. Yeah, it wasn't me. I'm not Deno. Okay. But then Alistair Stevenson, in a similar subject, wrote to the Sun. He said, everyone keeps going on about Gary Lineker's massive waste of a salary. Well, I don't. But how much is it costing the BBC to have sent a team out to the World Athletics Championships in Doha? Well, because they're covering it. Why do the likes of Gabby Logan so need to be there? Of course they do. Would you want? Should we have no commentators there either? Well, I mean, you know, she could, I mean, do, she, it. She could, could have do it all from here, but I mean, it you know, from wouldn't, London, wouldn't be as good, would it? Well, there we are. They're the letters to the tabloids yes. deconstructed <laughs> by me once again. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talksport. Now, barefoot running. It's it, look, it's mm. not new. No. Uh, we've uh, we've talked about it before. We've seen people doing it. There's even the kind of shoes that are almost the shape of a foot that mm. they say 
it kind of gives you an idea of what that feels like. But actually running barefoot for any uh, length of time probably takes some doing. So what about one end of the country to the other? That's right, Land's End to John O'Groats. Uh, Tony Riddle is doing that. He, is, uh, he left Land's End about 30-odd uh, days ago and he's homing in uh, on John O'Groats. And he's done it all barefoot. And, and uh, he's here to tell us more about that. Good afternoon, Tony. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. Well, most of it. How are you? Uh, how, how far you got to go? I'm done. I've, I've, oh, I've completed now. So, oh, um, congratulations. We, we completed last night at 9.30. I hit John O'Groats. I finished on um, 57 miles yesterday. That's impressive. So, uh, well done. Yeah. yeah we had to make up for a day. I lost a day on Thursday, so I had to complete. Um, I think I did 30 miles on Friday, 47 Saturday and 57 on Sunday. Do you have to build up to this with, with barefoot running? Because I'd imagine that if you tread on a nail or, a, you know, the, the ground, there's lots of sharp objects. I mean, how do you avoid that side of it? Well, first and foremost, you have to work on technique. So we've been almost desensitised in a way um, from an environment being the shoe and also from a sedentary lifestyle. So two of those mixed together create a compromised running style, which we, we kind of understand is jogging. Whereas running, when you're really upright and your feet are landing underneath you, you spend minimal time in contact with the ground. So your cadence improves. But because you're upright, you kind of have a, a, a much more awareness. And I think if anything's come out of this, it's just it's heightened my, I say, perception of environments. I've really tuned into senses more than anything out of the whole experience. Um, so I think running with your head up rather than looking down at the ground means that you get to view everything rather than making um, short, urgent decisions. It's actually trusting a very sophisticated movement brain to make the calculations for you. I, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I would imagine when you first start running barefoot, it's, you're kind of running quite gingerly on you. You, you kind of know, you don't know what's underfoot. As Andy said, little stray bits of glass or this or thorns or whatever, yeah. or worse, people not clearing up after their dogs. If you're running around mm. with, with your head up, I mean, initially you must start, you know, you've got to sort of trust the surface. That's quite difficult because, you know, there's nobody in front of you uh, sweeping it, is there? No, I mean, first you have to go into trusting the process. And I think that, you know, we forget that we're kind of the descendants of some pretty awesome ancestors that were running around barefoot for 200,000 years. And modern footwear running shoes only came in in 1969. So it's just like a generation of amnesia. We forget what was probably just the biological norm at some stage. However, that's on natural surfaces. And when you're right, when you get to, say certain areas that I've discovered in the UK prefer to smash glass on roads than other areas. And then, then it brings in a whole new perspective. And you do have to be more alert, but also but I will explain that if you imagine if you lifted your head up now and you look across the room, mm -hmm. you get to see all of the floor. Whereas if you only look down, you only see a meter at a time. Yeah. So there's kind of the, rather than looking down with your head, you keep your head up, which enables you to see everything. And then the eyeballs will do their job. They kind of, it's, it becomes more innate. I think we're just these innate innately wild, connected, empowered beings. And it's just, for me, barefoot running has become one of those things that has enabled me to access that. So um, what's the, what state are your feet in at the moment? I mean, considering that you've, you've run all that way, are they, are they in a bit of a bad way? But I read that you've got, very, you've got baby soft feet, which I think will surprise everybody. Mm. Yeah, people are quite surprised. I think I did. I, firstly, I'm, you know, leading into this, I've been involved with a barefoot shoe company called Vivo Barefoot for a while now, which is about returning the foot back to its natural shape. Mm. 
And then they have a minimal sole, which means you get all the feedback you need. And the beauty of that is you also don't have to worry about the glass and the needles and the thorns. Yeah. So it, that's been part of the rewilding of my feet, being involved with that brand for quite some time. However, when I come to actually barefoot running, you'll be amazed at the adaptation of our physiology over time. You start to develop, rather than hard, callous feet, they become almost soft and gel-like. It's like you have a protective layer. And it's not to say, look, you know, I caught a thorn on day four and it threw things out slightly for me. And, um, and then you have to, you know, have to work away at that and try and get stuff out of your feet if you have gone over it. But... Um, Personally, I, I think once you get, again, you get into the technique and you get into the right shape that you should be performing the task with and the feet are super strong, I think we also forget how strong our feet are. There's like 33 joints, 26 bones, and over 100 muscles, tendons, and ligaments just in one foot. Hmm. And we just lock them away and then desensitize them. So I think there's a, there's a lot that we're not tuning into there. But, you know, it's a bit extreme to go and run... 30 miles a day for 30 days. Yeah. If you, that's what you I'm going to say yeah, to you finally, course. Tony. If someone wants to, someone thinks, all right, I'm buying into what Tony says. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I read the, uh, an expert say um, it's very tiring and someone doing it for the first time could only do it for five minutes. So you've got your ease your way into this running style if you want to do, if you want to try running something. on the balls of your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because, yeah, we perceive it's running on the balls of your feet, but actually there's three rocking actions to your foot. So when you walk, you use a heel rocker, an ankle rocker, and a forefoot rocker. And there's one times your body weight when you walk when you do that. When you run, as in what we perceive as jogging today, there's two times your body weight. And therefore, you should be landing on the second rocker, which is like being flat-footed mm -hmm. and then going off on the third rocker, which we perceive as the big, the ball of the foot, right? That's the forefoot. And then when you sprint, you should be on your forefoot. So where the misinformation comes in is that when people take it up, they often land on the balls of their feet and they trash their calf muscles and their Achilles tendons. Mm. And it is exhausting dealing with that. But yeah. actually, when you land more flat-footed and you're much more relaxed and you have the right form, then something else kicks in. But there's something else that we don't really address, and that's things like breathing. So I return back to nasal breathing. And, and the more I can take things back to nasal breathing, the more relaxed I can be and the more aerobic that movement will be, rather than anaerobic. Sorry, Tony, you, but, your, first, your first trip when you get home finally is, because we're nearly running out of time, is to go and get some more shoes. So you've, got, you've gone, up, gone up a shoe size since you started this <laughs> run, which is bizarre. I mean, uh, what's, I mean, briefly, what is the science in there? How does that happen? Well, imagine you went to the gym, right, mm. and you worked out in the gym with two times your body weight on your quad, on your thigh muscles. What would happen? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. They would yeah. get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> right, and I've got 100 muscles, tendon, ligaments in my feet. So I've been running with two times my body weight for 30 miles for 30 days. What would happen? Mm. So look, look out, look out. We're going to look out for your eBay account then if you've got some good pairs of shoes <laughs> that you, you've grown out of. What yeah. size are you now? What size were you then? Um, well, originally when I started out with this, with Vivo Barefoot, when I started wearing those shoes, I think I was a 43 and I went up to a 45. Okay. Wow. Well, okay, so much the feet grew from being shoe-shaped into foot-shaped, and now my feet-shaped foot, mm. uh, my foot-shaped feet are um, a 46. Wow, okay. Well, look, okay. yeah, some bargains to be had on Tony's uh, eBay That's account. Incredible. Thank, good, congratulations, good to talk to you. Thanks well very done. much. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. He's, he also raised about £30,000 yeah. for various uh, charities as well. So go and check it out. I'm sure, sure there's something Tony Riddle, it. all the details will be there of how you can uh, support what he's up to uh, charity-wise. Yeah, you're going to give it a go, Andy? On the old Chiswick footpath, barefoot? Can't see that. It's difficult, yeah. You've got a thing about bare feet. You're a bit, you don't like them, do you? No, don't it's, like it's bare not feet. so much that. It's more, you know, just the...
There's a lot of dogs in my where I go for a run. Don't they pick up round Chiswick? Quite posh around there, isn't it? No one's people. What happens is people run with their dogs. Yeah, and they don't notice the dog's done it. Yeah, they just run off into the distance, and the dog's just there, and then you think, yeah, thanks. The producer says there's a lot of flotsam from the river. Is there? Yeah, apparently. Have you noticed what? What's the nature of this? What's the nature of this flotsam? Then what have you seen there? Seals. Okay, you don't want to know. He says, no, I really don't want to know. Probably not. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. As a oh. casual... Oh, oh, okay, as a ca- I'm not one of the casual as a, as a casual observer of the Rugby Union and the Rugby World Cup, mm. one thing I've thought, and I've said it before on the show, about the fact that when the when they set for a scrum, the clock keeps running. Yeah. And it's especially bad at the end of the game when one team's chasing the other team. They get a scrum and then you think, well, that's some two minutes gone. Yeah. you know. And interestingly enough... I know nothing about rugby, but a man who does, a curator of the Webb Ellis Rugby Football Museum in rugby, Paul Jackson, wrote to the Times, and he said basically the same thing. He said, yeah. Well, I mean, whenever you floated this mm. to rugby, ex-rugby players on the show, then no, no one's re- kind of violently disagreed with you. Well, they probably they? like the rest. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it'd be much harder game if, if they, you know, but it's interesting, although he did say, he said, apropos of the game of rugby and the Wales and Australia match in particular, there's a danger of the last few minutes of any game becoming an irrelevance akin to the farcical, di- farcical dying minutes of an NFL encounter. And I was thinking, well, it's the opposite of that, isn't it? The NFL, they do stop the clock and the last two or three minutes is the most exciting part of the game so he hasn't got that right but he said sides are using all manner of delaying tactics to run down the clock and he just goes on and on to give the examples of that but okay. uh, you think it'd be something they, they might look at well maybe they will I'm sure they've I weighed would. it up <laughs> now what else have we got uh, now, you know we, have, we talked about in the past to me the name uh, Alan Neal who was a manager and it always yeah. struck me that you know Ultimately, the name would get him in the end after a bad run of results. Yeah, and then the end there Especially would be. Especially if he moved to Spain. Yeah, there would be. <laughs> there would be. There would be one chairman who said, "Well, it's not been going." And his name is Neil. 
So, <laughs> and, and that, well, that's probably done for him. <laughs> yeah, that's then. Right, yeah. But uh, the flip side of that is the golfer, the young golfer who won the Safeway Open uh, this weekend, Cameron Champ. Really? That's great, isn't that's it? That's a good name. If you're going to try and be a, uh, a top golfer, uh, anybody in sport, yeah. really. Cameron Champ. Perfect. What a yeah. perfect You can name. just come, hey, how's it going, Champ? <laughs> you can do that all the time. Well done, mate. Good right. name. Now, this is a fascinating statistic that I read on Sunday. Starstruck Brits take time off to grieve for celebrities and are more affected by their death than those of their relatives. Wow. Nearly one in 20 has taken a day off when an idol died, a survey found. We have become bonkers. And we, it's mad. Yeah. You know, and uh, one in five were more upset than they were than when a grandparent died. <laughs> really, that's really grim, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's grim. Grim. Now, a firm in Peru oh, yeah. is making a £200 sustainable laptop computers out of Amazon rainforest wood. I you know. Think, Charlie Baker told us this yesterday. Yeah, you think, surely that's defeating the object, isn't it? <laughs> Can't be right. Yeah. Well, I go. think Charlie's bought one. Has he? No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. <laughs> He's bringing them into the country. He's invested in a few other... No, he hasn't really. He didn't tell you about the Duke of Kent. No, no he, he, he was at the he uh, Royal Academy of Engineering dinner last night. Where to, could we? No tennis, though. Well, he's been developing a tennis ball returning machine. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. No, there was no tennis. The Duke of Kent obviously needs tennis in his in his everyday diet in some shape or form. <laughs> some shape. He? Yeah, he does definitely. And uh, two restaurants are vying to be the oldest restaurants in the world. Uh, one is in Italy, yeah, and the other is a, res a restaurant recommended to me by Paul Breen Turner. Oh yeah, I, I was visiting Madrid. It's called Botting, and uh, he really talked it up. Yeah, didn't he talked it up. Well, it is the oldest restaurant in the world, but for me, it was just boiled meat. I wasn't that keen on it. <laughs> yeah, you gave him some right clog <laughs> over did. that, didn't you? You never, yeah, right. never quite let him forget that. Yeah, no, that he I got did. you into the boiled meat restaurant. No, it was good, but still, I didn't, I didn't yeah. realise it was as old as it was. Right, okay. Anything else? Well, I don't know. Let's have a look. Let's go get down to page that was three. Quite, that was quite a rat-a-tat, really. It was. It was. You covered some ground. <laughs> Peruvian laptops, oldest restaurants in the world. <laughs> I should have uh, taken a bit rugby. longer. And uh, oh, the story about Russ Barkley today as well, that the police had to march him to the ATM and uh, basically uh, make sure that he paid a taxi driver off. They have an argument about uh, some chips that were dropped in the back of the cab. And you okay. think... Oh, what's the point? You know, you probably earn about hundred times what this bloke has. Just pay, just even if you were in the right, just, just you know. This one passed me by, Andy. I didn't I see it. I'm afraid. England so star Chipgate with Ross Barkley. Chipgate. That's what it says here. You know, I don't know. I'm, I wasn't there, but it no. does sound like a bit of a mad story, really. And uh, a mail. This is caught my eyes. Well, a Mail on Sunday columnist was. Uh, Ruminating, you know, because the new Beatles album is out. Uh, well, not the new Beatles, but <laughs> blimey, that yeah, is a shock. That's breaking news. Isn't Have they it? got back together? No, no. The, the reworking or remixing. Isn't it? Isn't it the fiftieth anniversary? Isn't it? Yeah, Abbey re released. Yeah. And uh, she said, as Abbey Road is re released, I have to confess, I've never liked it, nor let it be, nor the White Album. Not liking the Beatles is, I know, very strange. And the other day, I tried to analyse why. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to no, go in that direction. Honestly, you think, what are you talking about? It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. You're an idiot. <laughs> well, you know. What a payoff. Yeah, well, I think it is, really, basically. Yeah. That's what happens with people when they've got columns to fill. They write stuff like that, which okay. makes no sense, does it, really? Uh, there's two Rita Ora non-stories for those who collect them. Yeah, sure. So basically, Rita arrived somewhere, she was wearing something, and uh, then she arrived somewhere else and she was wearing something. <laughs> Tremendous, isn't it? You should be a showbiz reporter. <laughs> Andy. Well, you just get to the root 
of it, don't you? And it's always the headline, Frock and Aura. Rita Aura <laughs> paints the French <laughs> capital red. She wasn't yeah. wearing red, really, it was more pink. And she flies in for Paris Fashion Week. Oh, yeah. The singer Sonnier was wearing a low-cut mini dress. Who cares? To yeah. promote her new material, an Escada clothing collection. I mean, that's it, isn't it, really? But Do you have the latest in our series, I Bet He's Fun to Have a Pint With? Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, this is Mark Cranston, who is a former police officer, and he has a collection of over 3,500 bricks. Bricks? Yeah, bricks. Really? So there you are, you're in the pub, and uh, former PC Cranston, he may have been, I don't know, he may have been a sergeant or whatever, but uh, he's uh, he's sitting there and he says, uh, yeah, I mean, There are that many different types. I can think of yellow <laughs> bricks, you know, the London stock, and then the red brick, obviously. What other, go through all the different bricks? Brick there are there? Other, other bricks are available. I'm not oh, sure there's 3,500. I would have thought so. But uh, I bet he's fun to have a pint with, don't you? You'd, oh, be, yeah. you'd be making a quick escape, I would imagine. Yes, it's true. Uh, conquer trees, because it's that coming up to the, the uh, that time of year <laughs> it when there's is. a conquer shortage. This is great. This isn't even an international <laughs> break. I know. We've, got, we've, got champion, we've covered the Champions League football. We're now in the conquers. <laughs> well, it's always at this time of year that conquers are in trouble. I don't know why they... They've got a great PR effort, the people at CONCACAF. Yeah, they're very good. They're very it's good. not CONCACAF, I think you'll find. It's nothing to do with them. No. But you're right, they do. They, they, they really talk up the World Conquer Championships yeah. by saying there's a shortage. They should be doing all the PR for the X Factor. It's very they true. might get the audience up. It well, might work because they good. Good. they're always good at getting a newspaper story. Every year, Andy, and we fall for it. We do. We speak to the bloke who's the, the Conquer Supremo because uh, we always read the story that there won't be one this year because there's a shortage, shortage of Conquers. We mm. get him on and he says, oh, yeah, we may not have one. And the next time we speak to him is the day after it's happened. Oh, yeah, we found enough. We're a right pair of mugs. We fall for it every, every year. Every year. Every year we go for it, like Simon Cowell on a jet ski. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Well, Hawksby and Annie Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. Uh, joining us now in the studio is a, a former footballer who uh, who's turned artist and very successful artist. Very that. successful, yeah. Uh, after being, well, we worked together about 35 years ago. Yeah, Paul Amelia. <laughs> Paul, good to see you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming yeah, in. Yeah. So how do, how do you and Andy, how far do you go back then? Uh, we go back about sort of 30 years, I think. I was, I was left to art college and then sort of doing uh, window dressing for display. And then Andy was involved in a, a fashion retail business and uh, we got involved that way. We sort of met each other, both like football. He was a, obviously a Chelsea fan, I'm West Ham. Um, and we've always watched football and always sort of spoke about it and always been through it from many years ago. So, yeah, we've always been uh, mates all the way through it all, yeah. And were you an artist then? Were you? Oh, yeah, I went to art then? college. I went, I mean, I played, I don't think two things I could do is play football and um, basically art. And <laughs> I had a bad disc problem when I was a junior, it's 15, 16. And at that time, that was quite a sort of serious injury, sort of bad disc. So, yeah. Um, it then and also I wasn't the best player. I mean, basically there were some other better players. I mean, so um, at art I was more better than the, than the football. But I mean, I still love football dearly. I missed it dearly. But um, so I went into the art, went to art college, and then sort of done a, uh, some artwork in Harvey Nichols' window, and then uh, got recognised, and then sort of you know it just went on from there. I haven't stopped yeah. since I was like sort of twenty one. So I've been painting ever since then and yeah, yeah, it's so fascinating yeah. work I mean, people because it's always hard describing art so if you ever look you've got a website haven't you Paul Melia double Melia but it's double L-I-A dot com and basically you, you've, you've done this thing haven't you where you, you get licensed to work to use images from Disney Marvel comics and you produce these massive sort of huge versions that are kind of embellished aren't they I mean yeah, the, yeah, the I mean, technique I mean, is very I mean, interesting 
I was really honoured to be asked by Marvel to to in two thousand five to do some um, original fine art. We sold through Marvel website and sort of Hamley's department store, and you know, the early early buyers have sort of done well now. And their you know, prints were starting at nine hundred pound. Those same prints now are going for seven thousand. So wow. you know, no social media, no, nothing like that. But it's all sort of word of mouth, so which is it's quite nice sort of way to be at the moment. Um, with all the social things going on, mine's more bespoke sort of you know, customer word of mouth. So, um, and being dyslexic, I've never been great at doing emails anyway. So, um, it sort of worked. My, it's took me a long time to get where I am now, but now I'm in a big, good position, sort of helping other young artists as well just come through. Uh, the, like the, me. Like Andy, yeah, you championed... Well, you're well, young so that young. <laughs> yeah. The Zimmer, the Zimmer frame. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, he's, he's found this talent all these years. So, I mean, so you've been collected by lots and lots of different people, yeah. including from the Queen to Banksy, which is yeah, pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Banksy, I, I was... I was uh, my PR at the time, a few years ago, was um, in Brighton, and uh, he was in the office... Um, and so I walked in and I thought he was a pizza delivery guy and he sort of <laughs> yeah, basically wanted one of my my prints and he was a comic geek and he said, oh, I, swap, well, I didn't really I didn't want one of his. He, was, he wasn't really a You thing. didn't want one of his? At that time, he wasn't as, as well known as oh, his. Oh, you regret that now. But my, 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 my big fate was, was Black the Rat. He was, he was the, the, the first street I was a good friend of mine. So he, he was the one I sort of always looked up to whereas Banksy sort of copied a bit of him at the oh, early stages. Oh, but yeah. Controversial. But no, it's good. It's, it's, it's good, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you've got an exhibition coming up on Thursday and uh, you tell us quite a few interesting people. Are you saying Glenn Hoddle? Yeah, Glenn Hoddle coming, Mitchell Thomas. Uh, we've got some of the rugby guys. We've got Was Internationals coming. We've got um, Sills going to make a little appearance. So we've got, you know, and some nice, you know, some dealers and sort of, you know, nice people that have actually bought my work in the previous and seen some br- a brand new show. So there's 15 new pieces. We've sold seven already, Um how we've done that, I don't know. No social media is word of mouth, and they're, they're all originals. It's you know, start from ten to thirty-five thousand. So, yeah, unbelievable how we've managed to do it. So I don't, I don't know what. Well, there must be something. The gods up there looking after me. It's quite do, do, so is that, Paul's out there. It is tends to be word of mouth when you've got a certain reputation. A lot of this stuff yeah. never really needs to go on exhibition yeah, think, to sell. No, well, we use as galleries, but I mean, mm. it's been nice. I've been working in the bank in the, the banking area, and we one to one. I think they like to see. And speak to the artist rather than see a dealer or, or, or going through a gallery and then you know having that one-to-one situation with them it's, it's been really nice we've, we've, we've done really well by, by doing that and um, and I think just that word of mouth once someone puts a piece up on the wall and they and they see it and because I don't do mass production of anything um, I do limited edition or one-off originals mm. they've got something special whereas you know a lot of the artists do do more than 100 150 so my, my editions are all small editions what about the thing you did for Manchester United? That was quite interesting. Sort of oh, that was cool. Thing. Yeah, that was. Uh, well, it was for. I was asked um, when I was up in Manchester to donate a picture for a young girl that had cancer. So um, Alex Ferguson called and asked if I'd do it, and I said yes. And then we so I'd done it like a fuse ball, Ferdinand, Giggs, Skulls. Yeah. Um, they all signed it. Alex Ferguson signed it, and it, all the money went to the young lady, the young girl that, that had cancer up in Manchester. So that was—I mean, they, Alex Ferguson got them back from train to come back and sign it. So that was lovely. He done that. I'm looking at it now, actually. Yeah, and the money went to Royal Manchester Children's Hospital, didn't it? And uh, it's fantastic. It, it, it's kind of yeah, as you say, like a bar football of all the all the stars, all the stars of that yeah, time. 
Yeah, it's excellent. Wow. I think it raised about sort of seventy thousand pounds for the young girls, so it's great. Yeah. Fantastic. It's, it's impressive. Um, and so, what have you made of Andy's work, Paul? He's, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean he shocked us all by suddenly uh, discovering well, this, was, this well, skill. Well, first, well, the doodly bits was okay, the doodly bits, but then he's got there's a concept behind it. I mean, yeah. he's, he's got he's got there is a bit of skill there. Um, so I, I know. I agree. And we, with you. I took him to a show last week, and um, he was he thought, well, well actually, maybe my heads are not too bad. <laughs> um, so. So, uh, I do yeah. think that was a bit Premier League that show because yeah. the, the canvases were massive. Yeah, well, I'm trying to convince him to do a bit of canvas. Yeah. So, so yeah. I've told him he's, it's because I'm looks like now I'm going to be his new agent. <laughs> yeah, um, that'd be good. You did a brilliant uh, piece of work uh, of Seal, the singer. Oh, of yes. course, Seal was uh, when you were when you and Andy worked together. A mate of Seal's used to work in Andy's shop, and yeah. Andy often tells us that he came in. He said, "This is my mate Seal. This is his new tape." And Andy said, "Get that rubbish off." I know, <laughs> so yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. Well, I thought him actually working. <laughs> in the store and one of the owners come in and said like what's that guy on the ladder for I said no he's working yeah. <laughs> little to know he's now he's Seal yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot he worked in the shop yeah. Seal worked in the yeah, shop as well, yeah, well I'll go over there on a Saturday working on a Saturday Saturday for Seal Saturday for Seal shop he didn't remember it when he came in Seal did he didn't, no. so he didn't thank you for those couple of shifts in the shop he did sort of remember me I think I think yeah I think you still owed him still owed him for a shift I think yeah. yeah, and Jonathan Ross has bought some of your work. Yeah, I see. He, he's got he's got a Spider Man. He's a massive oh, comic yeah, he fan. Comics, yeah. He loves his comics. So yeah, um, we've had everyone. I mean, sort of you know, we've been sort of inundated by sort of thing. Drake's now looking at buying a piece as well. So that's really nice. Um, and it, it's nice that I mean, now we're we're looking away from the way of superheroes. We're doing like more about the sort of superheroes, and I'm doing holograms away from the superhero stuff. So it's more about my life and about the way I, you know, in America, my mum died. George Michael's mum died at the same time, so I was there with him at the same time. So um, that this new collection of works based upon all the music icons that I was I met in America. So mm. George Michael, Prince, all these people I met in in my journey. So. Um, and I've, I've painted the, the, we've, the, with most of those. We've, we've, it looks like we've sold them, so we're going to wow. have some prints available uh, on the night. And then we're trying, we're trying to do a show later in the year for public to come and have a, and have a go to try and. To, I'll be selling mine out the back. And yes, and he's, <laughs> and he's, he's, he's piggybacking off. Um, what to, about West Ham? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, would you fancy? I mean, would you like to do a bit for West Ham? Would you like to be a nice now? commission I mean, for you at the new place? Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, I've done something for the Olympics. So I've done the work there for the Olympics uh, back in the day. So. Hmm. Uh, well, the new stadium is. Yeah, I, I still miss Upton Park. I mean, I still the atmosphere there was incredible. So yeah, um, I just think still. I mean, we're playing well this year. I mean, this year we we're playing really well. Mm. I mean, it's been a sort of quite refreshing to see certainly um, bringing some young ones through as well, which is nice. It's not going to be some of the where we bought the older players that are more experienced. Now we're bringing a bit of youth through, so that's been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you get down there much? Do you get the games? Uh, I've been a couple of games. I'm more going to Chelsea. My, my friends are sort of Chelsea sort of fans, so I've been basically having to go to Chelsea more than else, which is a bit sort of disturbing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I saw them with Barcelona, and that was a great game. So yeah, I, was, I, lo- I mean, I was last night watching the football with. Uh, Mark Steen, Chelsea player, and Edwin Steen. At his there house. we are. That so, was this yeah. afternoon's show. Thanks once again for downloading this. So, Gary Lineker and, uh, joins us in the studio United tomorrow. So, uh, I'm sure he'll and, make the uh, podcast. You know, talking about how yes, it was in our day to compare to now. Okay, we'll catch up with you then. Basically, sand, and whereas now, like bowling greens. Even the balls, I mean, they are light and sort of flexible, they are compared to the balls in our day where they were like wet and heavy. So, um, yeah, I think that now, I mean, the skill level is great, but I still think in our day there was so much. They had everything, you know, the, the pitches they played on. And they also, 
they've had the same 11 through the whole season didn't pick up that many injuries and I think now that the, the, the younger players are picking up all these injuries all the time obviously with the pitch have been synthetic and, and grass um, I don't know if it's that but um, in our day we, you know the Leeds and all those teams they had the same squad of players right way through the whole season yeah yeah, yeah. they did right. brilliant well Paul love it meet you um, oh, lovely come in thanks for coming uh, do you want to say in. where the exhibition is can people exhibition is Bluebird Chelsea on Thursday uh, 7 till 9.30 um, so yeah, anyone's welcome to come down if they want to come down. Uh, and Paul, as we said, Paul Melia, but it's two L's. It's M E L I A dot com if people want to go and check out your website. It's got a bit of a biog there and lots of your different work and the different things you've done. So, uh, yeah, good to see you. Thank you Great. very much for coming uh, in. Pleasure. Thanks for uh, letting me come on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. He's I'm up running this... home barefoot. Are you really? That's that's fantastic of you. That's brilliant. The fact you're running home at all is very impressive, really. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, thanks for downloading us. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.